Hello everyone, and welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. Today I'll be giving you my biggest winners and losers from the 2021 NBA Draft, and just talking about what I think teams could have done better and what I think teams missed out on. Hello and welcome back everyone, my name is David Bailey, and you're listening to the All Things Basketball Podcast, and today I'll be giving you my biggest winners and losers from the NBA Draft. And um, I was going to make this episode the day after the draft, but there was a lot of stuff going on with trades and some players being traded away immediately after they were drafted. And so I, w- I, want to, I just want to let things kind of settle down a little bit. And so now that we're three days past the NBA draft and some players have, you know, um, found, you know, their landing spots and trades have been, you know, officially sent through. Now I'm going to be giving you guys, you know, what I think teams could have done better, what teams really hit on their drafts, what teams missed out on players. And so, yeah. So I have three biggest winners and three biggest losers from the NBA draft, in my opinion. And starting off with the winner side, I think the Houston Rockets really had a terrific draft. Um, they had four draft selections in the first round, pick two, pick 16, pick 23, and pick 24. And um, at pick two, they picked Jalen Green, just an all-around terrific prospect. He's got great great upside. Um, I think him and Kevin Porter Jr. can be a really good backcourt, one of the top backcourts in the NBA. Um, they do have a kind of a crowded guard room with John Wall. Uh, Jay Sean Tate, Kenny Martin, Kevin Porter, now Jalen Green, and Eric Gordon, obviously. But I do expect some trades to happen to clear up some guard room. And I think Jalen Green can, um, I mean, just his potential is through the roof. He's crazy athletic, can score all three levels, crafty at the rim. He's got good size, a um, little bit, you know, a little bit wiry. But if he, you know, puts on some muscle, he, I mean, he'll just be the perfect uh, size for a two guard in this NBA, um, in today's NBA. And so, I'm looking at what they did with Jalen Green. I had Evan Mobley going number two. I think his upside, I think overall Evan Mobley is a better prospect than Jalen Green. But looking at what the Rockets have on their team, um, you have Christian Wood already. You have guys like Jay Sean Tate. You have some solid big men on your team. And also at pick 16, they got Alperen Shengun, who I think was a top top 10 prospect in this year's draft. And they got him at pick 16. And so I think Jalen Green was a solid selection. And then also getting uh, Shengun at pick 16. I think he can be their big man of the future. Um, Christian Wood's contract's coming up soon, and, you know, he's not guaranteed to resign. And so getting Shen Goon and Green with those with those first two selections uh, early on in the draft, I think, was just a great two picks for them. And then at pick 23, they got Usman Garuba, who is, I think, the best defender in this year's draft. Offensively, there's not much there yet, but he is still pretty young. Um, and like I said, defensively, he is just everything you want in a player. I mean, he can guard multiple positions, very versatile, hardworking, energetic player. And he gets up and down the court with ease, athletic. So I think getting Garuba at pick 23, and I think him and Shen Goon actually be a, a front court duo in the future. Um, I think they can be. And so getting um, getting those two guys, I think, was just great selections for them. And then following that with their last pick at pick 24, they got Josh Christopher. And I'm not going to lie, I was not a fan of this pick. I thought it was an okay selection getting Christopher at pick 24. He's a solid all-around player. But he does have a ways to go. I can see them putting him in the G League for a couple of years to see how he does there and just develop his game, get a rhythm, you know, get a rhythm. Um, but I think at pick 24, getting someone like a, a Jared Butler would have been a better selection. Um, Butler fell way, way too far in this year's draft. I don't know how he did. Dude, I mean, he did have some health concerns, but I mean, he's just such a good player, such good upside. But, you know, at pick 24, getting Josh Christopher, and all, it's an all right selection. Um but I just think they could have, you know, went um, went, uh, went another direction. And preferably, I think Jared Butler would have been a great pick or Cameron Thomas even. But even still, the Rockets had a, a really good draft, in my opinion, getting Jalen Green, Alperin Shengun, Usman Garuba, and then Josh Christopher. Now moving on to my next biggest winner, I have the Orlando Magic. And at pick five, they got Jalen Suggs. And at pick eight, they got Franz Wagner. And Jalen Suggs was a top four player in this year's draft. However, he did fall to five because Toronto took Scotty Barnes at pick four. 
Um, I don't know how that happened. I don't I, I don't know what the thought process was for Toronto because they do have guys like Siakam still on their team. Um, there's been some trade rumors surrounding Siakam, but, you know, he's still there. So taking Scotty Barnes, who is, you know, offensively not a good shooter. He's a good passer, a good defender, got good size. I, I just don't see the fit there unless they make some trades. Um, but, you know, it worked out for Orlando. They got Jalen Suggs at pick five. Um, Orlando does kind of like Houston have a crowded uh, crowded guard room. They have Cole Anthony, Marco Fultz, RJ Hampton. They have a lot of guards on their team. But when you have a chance to take a top four player at pick five, you have to do it. And so I think Jalen Suggs, his potential is crazy high. I think his potential is the highest out of all the all of Orlando's guards. So taking him at pick five was a really good pick for them. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens there. I think him and Cole Anthony can be a really good backcourt for them in the future. And so Orlando taking Jalen Suggs at pick five was a great pick. And then at pick eight, Franz Wagner, um, I thought he was going to go in kind of the 10 to 11 range, but him taking him at eight, I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with. He's one of the best defenders in this year's draft, one of the smartest players in this year's draft. He has very high basketball IQ. Um, he's versatile on both ends of the court. I think his ceiling is pretty low, but he, but he does have a high floor. I have no doubt in my mind he'll be a solid NBA player. And so taking someone like a Franz Wagner, that's just a nice glue piece, nice connector piece for your team is a solid pick at pick eight. Now moving, on, now moving on to the Golden State Warriors, who uh, they had two picks in this year's draft, and there was a lot of rumors that they were going to, and, and a lot of, honestly, speculation that they were going to trade these picks and maybe a player like Uber or Wiggins and Wiseman to get a star player to help out Steph. But they kept their picks, and they I thought they did an all right job in the first round um, with their first pick getting Jonathan Kuminga at pick seven. Kuminga had a, a solid season with the G League at night, but I just think, looking at Kuminga, he's got a lot of, he's a very raw prospect in my opinion especially shooting-wise, but the upside's there. He's got really good size, um, great defensive upside. But I think at pick seven, they could have gone a, a different route. I think taking someone like a, um, honestly, taking someone like a Franz Wagner might have been, been a better pick, better pick for them, excuse me. I thought Alperen Sengun could have gone there as high as seven. Uh, Davion Mitchell, um, you know, there was just a lot of other players I think I would have rather had at seven than Kuminga. Um, Kuminga's a good player, no doubt, and he definitely is worthy of a lottery pick. But I just think at seven they could have done could have done a little bit better there. Uh, pick fourteen, Moses Moody. I love this pick. Moody is I think a top top honestly top six top seven player in this year's draft. So him falling to fourteen was a really good spot for him to go to Golden State. A perfect three and D wing in today's NBA. Got good size, versatile on both ends of the court. A good score, a really good shooter. Does not need the ball in his hands all the time to be effective. And so taking Moody at 14 was a, just a really good pick for them. And I think overall the Warriors did have a good draft. I'll see it. Well, you know, it's, that's, just have to see how it plays out. Um, getting yourselves two forwards and Moody can play a guard also, I think was a really good draft for them. Now moving on to my biggest losers list. And um, this was hard because I think a lot of teams did um, kind of underperform this year's draft in my opinion. I think a lot of teams missed out on certain players. But um, number one, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, at pick, they had four. They had two draft picks in this year's draft, and they also got two undrafted players after. Um, and so at pick ten, they got Zaire Williams. At pick thirty, got they got Santi Aldama, and then they got undrafted players Ives Pons and Romeo Weems, who are just you know okay selections there after the draft. But at pick ten, Zaire Williams, I was not a fan of this pick at all. Um, you know, Williams was a really good high school player. And then in college at Stanford, he had an okay season, but I, th I think he's a very raw prospect also. I see the upside there, especially as a scorer, but I'm just looking at what, you know, what Memphis has. And I'm looking at what, you know, Williams could bring, and I just really don't like it, um, in my opinion. I, I think they could have done a lot better. Like I said, uh, Moses Moody was there, uh, James Booknight was there, 
a Shengun was there, a Usman Garuba was there. There was a lot of players there that I think I, I would have rather had if I was Memphis, but I'm not too mad at it because I can see what they what they're what they're going for with Zaire Williams. Um, but overall, I think they could have done a lot better in this year's draft. Next up, we have the San Antonio Spurs, and this one was just mind-boggling for me. I just do not understand this pick. Um, they had two draft selections, and they got Josh Primo at pick 12, and then at pick 41, they got Joe Wieskamp, who's an all right selection. I actually do like that selection there at pick 41 in Joe Wieskamp. But at pick 12, Josh Primo, this was a pretty big reach in my opinion. Uh, Primo is one of the youngest players in this year's draft. Um, and just overall, he's, he's an all right player. Um, he's got a long ways to go. Like I said, a very raw prospect. Needs time to develop, in my opinion. But I'm looking at what um, you know the Spurs have. They got Lonnie Walker. They've got Derek White. They've got Dejounte Murray. And I'm I'm looking at Primo and looking at what he can be for them in the future. Can he be better than any of those guys? I think he I think he can be better than Lonnie Walker. Um, but looking at Derek White, who's a very solid young guard, and looking at Dejounte Murray, who's one of the better two way guards in this year's league, and he's still young also. I'm looking at Primo and I'm like, okay, well, can he be better than those two guys? Personally, I don't think so. Uh, Primo's an okay shooter, but everything else he's kind of just average at. Now he is obviously young, you know, he's a rookie, but. I'm just looking at what the Spurs have and what I, what I think they could use in the future. I'm looking at Primo and I'm like, okay, I, I see, I kind of see why, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't think the fit's there. I don't think, yeah, I just don't think the potential there to be better than anyone they already have in their guard room. And so taking Primo at 12, I'm not a big fan of. They probably could have traded down and got him in the 20s, but if you know if that's what they really wanted, you know, you can't blame them, can't blame them for taking him at 12. But I think they could have done a much better job. Now moving on to the Indiana Pacers, and this was also mind-boggling for me. Um, at pick 13, they got Chris Duarte, 22 Isaiah Jackson, and then undrafted Dwayne Washington Jr. and undrafted Terry Taylor, who um, are all right selections there after the draft. Uh, at pick 22, Isaiah Jackson's an all right pick in my opinion. He's uh, you know just a decent big man, young. Um, I, think, I think he has really good potential to be uh, just you know an athletic big, good in the pick and roll, can run the floor. Um, so I see, I see the pick there. It's not a bad pick, but at pick thirteen, Chris Duarte, I am not a fan of at all. Um, he's one of the oldest players in this year's draft, and he, you know he's a, he's a good shooter, but looking at um, where I see him panning out in the league, can he be a six seven man? Maybe, but then again, at pick thirteen, there's still guys like Jared Butler, uh, Usman Garuba, Alperen Sengun. Um, there's guys like Moses Moody. There's there's a ton of guys on the board still that I think I would rather have over him. And so taking him at pick 13, not a big fan of there. And just Indiana in general, I think they had one of the worst drafts, um, you know, out of any team this year. And so, you know, have to see kind of how that situation plays out. But if I'm Indiana, I think I would have done a lot of things differently. Um, now I just want to, well, let me recap first off. So my biggest winners from this year's draft were the Rockets, the Magic, and the Warriors. And my biggest losers were the uh, Grizzlies, Spurs, and Pacers. And this was very hard for me to do. I think there was a lot of teams that had a really good draft and teams that had a, a very, very bad draft. But these are just three teams I think really um, kind of hit and I think missed in this year's draft class. And so now moving on to three players that I think were really big steals in this year's draft class are Jared Butler, Namias Kitea, and Sharif Cooper. And starting off with Jared Butler, I've already talked about him uh, multiple times already, but I, I don't know how he fell to the Utah Jazz. That was a great pick by them. I think Jared Butler could have easily been a lottery pick. Um... He's 20 years old. His teammate, Davion Mitchell, who went number nine to my Sacramento Kings, I mean, he's younger than Mitchell. He's two inches bigger than Mitchell. I think his upside is a little is a little bit higher all around. Can he be the defender Mitchell is? Maybe not, but I think just all overall, I think Butler can be a really good player in this year in in this league. And so him falling the, to the Utah Jazz was just a just a great pick by them. 
And um, I, I think he was more than worthy of a first round selection, and in my opinion, as high as a lottery selection. And so him falling to the Jazz at pick 40 was just a great pick by them. And I'm excited to watch him play at the NBA level. Now moving on to Namias Kitea. He fell to my Sacramento Kings pick 39, and I was very, very happy with that pick. I think he is a very solid big man at Utah State, three-year player there. Um, he's got um, just – he's a really good – he was one of the best rim protectors in, in this year's draft. He's a really good rebounder. He scored 15 and 10 um, last season, you know, blocking a couple shots a game. Um, offensively, the upside is there. He's a good passer. And so I, I really do like that pick at pick 39. And so I'm excited to watch him play for my Sacramento Kings this season. And lastly, Sharif Cooper, he fell all the way to, to the Atlanta Hawks in the second round. And I, I, thought that, I thought that was a really good pick by them. I think Cooper could have been a first-round selection also. I think a team like Phoenix could have used him, um, you know, if they would have taken taken him in the first round. And so, um, or, or same with the Utah, I mean, you know, taking someone like a Sharif Cooper would have been a solid pick for them. Um, but I, I'm looking at Sharif Cooper. I see, you know, questionable shooting-wise on the smaller side for a guard. But he's just so he's so you know so 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 shifty, good passer, sees the court well, um, and so I, I think Sharif Cooper can be a really good player in this league. Him in Atlanta can really just develop behind Trey Young, uh, so I think Cooper can be a really solid player in uh, in the NBA one day. And so that pretty much wraps this episode up, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once free agency starts, which is tomorrow, I'll have an episode covering that probably sometime this week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. And so once again, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have a nice day.